0: Welcome to Basecamp for Men. I'm your host, Tony Rizak. This is the show that gives you insights and resources in how to live a more courageous life. We'll be looking at men, the current state of masculinity, and how to create a more inspiring narrative for all men. Welcome, and let's get started. Lately, I've been sitting with the question, what can men do to help the world today? What do we need to do to ensure that future generations thrive? How do we leave the world better than we found it? As a teacher who works with male archetypes, I have been dimly aware that there is one of the archetypes today that seems strangely dormant in the collective male psyche, and that is the king. With all the tools at our disposal, perhaps the most powerful of all for men is the collective awakening of the archetypal king. And this is not to ensure that the modern-day patriarchy is preserved. Quite the opposite. The Feminine is emerging right now, and this is what seems to be so desperately needed. As men, what can we do to help create the space for that emergence? An awakening of the Collective King would bring new vitality and vision to the Kingdom. For men, no other archetypal energy can shape our future and enlarge the context like the King. What could it mean for the world to have men consciously accessing the archetypal King? Well. For starters, we would have fresh new leadership in just about every field. The new leaders would be men, women, as well as young people. Yes, even in politics. Politics is the tail of transformation. It's the last thing to move once the head, heart, and everything else has started to move. With more men accessing the sovereign, consciousness would naturally dissolve boundaries and find inclusion. Petty divisiveness would start to make way for authentic problem-solving. Resources would be found in new areas instead of siloed in narrow fields of study and expertise. Einstein's quote of mankind cannot solve their problems from the same level of consciousness that created those problems is about as straightforward of a statement as you can have here. So accessing the king is also about our evolving consciousness, and this includes everyone. We're all involved in this whether we're conscious of it or not. There is no one way up the mountain. It takes our whole tribe making its way up. And here's a quote by the philosopher Charles Eisenstein, quote, Enlightenment is a group effort. There are few maps and we have not yet learned to see the trail. We are following an invisible path, learning from each other how to follow it. As we do that and we learn to see the subtle markings, the path becomes visible. Absent of a path and in the very early stages of a new story, we can only follow our intuition at each choice point guided by our heart compass, not knowing how our turnings will add up to the destination. Frequently, our habits of separation lead us to stray into the old, worn paths we can see. We have to develop new vision to see the faint traces of ancient footsteps that lead us out of the maze. I love this quote as it perfectly captures the spirit of what we're talking about. And what about men who poo-poo all this talk of king and archetypes and such? It's really natural. It's true that working with archetypes, as with any transformational practice, has a certain power and magic to it. This can be seen as frivolous to the hardened, logical types. They want to see or feel an archetype or a deity or it doesn't exist. But it doesn't really work that way, does it? This reductionistic, lower-masculine worldview has been running things for thousands of years. And here we are, in a bit of a mess and looking for solutions and approaches that will make a difference. I think this skepticism to working with transformational energies goes beyond an attachment to reason. I believe there is an underlying cynicism that is born out of heartbreak and fanned by the flames of the mainstream media. Our world is in need of tender loving care and we have, so far at least, been unable to organize ourselves around our highest insights and capabilities. And we've all seen the horrific stories about how bad we're supposed to be as people. The mainstream media constantly shoves these small and violent narratives down our throats. My coaching? don't swallow it. In fact, you may need to do something drastic like turn your back on the messages in order to forge your own narrative with your own tribe. Yet perhaps the most beautiful part of this issue is that your tribe and my tribe are one and the same. The human heart beats as one and it is this that we seek to awaken. There is a quickening happening. Can you feel it? The hero and the heroine are on the move again. So how do men better access and contribute to the collective king? Ironically, it starts with humility. It's not about being bigger in an egoic, hey, I'm running things now sort of way. It's recognizing that it's our ability to access a humble servitude to humanity at large that starts to hint at some of the access points. Can we lose enough ego through our inner work to start to become a channel for something that's bigger than ourselves? That is the real question that I see. Another clear access point is our relationship to silence. There is deep wisdom that comes from sitting in silence. The ego will protest and make excuses, but part of our growing king energy is to learn to receive wisdom from the divine, and that means sitting in silence. Another access point to clear king energy is to get out into nature on a regular basis. This is a time-honored way for men to connect to larger energies, especially the feminine, that reside in nature. These divine energies seem to be trying to communicate with us at this very important part of our hero's journey if we are just willing to quiet ourselves and open up a channel for them. One of the hallmarks of the king is he will see and bless younger men. Have you noticed how challenging this is for us? We will see and love our own sons, but what about the other men that cross our paths? Do they not deserve our blessings and attention? Why do we seem to be so stingy with the young men who are looking for reassurance and inclusion into the male tribe? Men of a certain age can look at the youthful beauty and vitality of a young man and feel the sting of years gone by. We remember those days all too well. Many of us would love to have our 22-year-old body or our 25-year-old hairline back, yet I'm not sure this goes to the heart of the matter. It's that young men can go in any direction with their lives, and as mature men, We take on lots of responsibility, and we miss the freedom of being young. But I, for one, wouldn't go back. The hard-won wisdom and clarity that come with age are such gifts for the tribe. They reside with men who've loved, lost, and stayed true to their hero's journey. So let's stop viewing these shining young men as our competition. They are not. They are courageous and beautiful. They are our legacy and our hope, and they will carry the torch long after we are no longer able to. So let us find new ways to include, mentor, and learn from them. And I couldn't give a talk about the king without mentioning gratitude. Deep, heartfelt gratitude helps balance all of the action that we men put forth. Gratitude is not only powerful, it feels good and helps align us with our inner king. To give a heartfelt thank you to all of the good things that flow your way, lets God or spirit or the divine know that you're paying attention. So don't cheat yourself or others by overlooking the gifts that are freely given. Your health, your family, friends, fresh air, good food, nature, free time, meaningful work, your marriage or your partnership, and your strong body. All of these things are bestowed upon you for your care and appreciation. So take time every day to let the divine know that you feel these gifts. Every day. The people in your life will notice. And here's a quote by Sam Keen, author and men's leader. Quote, The more you become a connoisseur of gratitude, the less you are a victim of resentment, depression, and despair. Gratitude will act as an elixir that will gradually dissolve the hard shell of your ego, your need to possess and control, and transform you into a generous being. The sense of gratitude produces true spiritual alchemy, makes us magnanimous, large-souled." Now there will be obstacles in accessing the collective king. I can see three off the top of my head. The first one is that most men are not aware that the king is a collective energy. There's a tendency among men to think that the king is an energy that is out of reach. The king is for great men, men of noble birth, that sort of thing. Yet nothing could be further from the truth. The archetypal king belongs to all of us. We co create it every day in the ways that we think, speak, and act. The male archetypes are powerful tools. My coaching, don't leave them in the toolbox. They exist for your expansion and your transformation. The second obstacle I see is that we tend to think that the world is the way it is and there's not much we can do about it. And this is also not true. These kinds of thoughts are expressions of the archetypal victim, which is a shadow of the warrior archetype. When it comes to the collective king, there's really no such thing as ordinary men. For each time a man resets his narrative and the story of the world, the needle moves just a bit more in our favor. As we speak, the archetypal king is envisioning a new earth. The king is a collective that invites your participation. And the third obstacle I see is that we're too busy. Work, family, to-dos, emails, appointments, etc. How do we find time to access the king or even do our own inner work? This seems to be the wrong question. I invite you to put the king front and center and operate from there. There's no better way to ensure the healthy future of our beloved planet and our descendants than commit to doing your own inner work. As with the other male archetypes, one of the main challenges is learning how to shift the inner king from a conceptual abstract to a living, breathing force that you can access, harness, and express every day. Each archetype has a particular feel that becomes more familiar as you work with it. One of the easiest ways to access and anchor the inner king, as I've stated, is to sit in silence. This will begin to wash away false notions of self as well as our tendency to be overly self-concerned as you get more oriented towards the visionary sovereign. Do your best to let go of all the compulsive doing and sit down. Let silence have you so that you can hear how the collective king wants to express itself through you. If silence is uncomfortable or even terrifying for you, well, good. Nobody said that you were not going to have to pass some spiritual test to have access to greater wisdom. That seems to be one of the rules. It takes courage to face yourself, but men, we are blessed to have courage on our side. And remember that the collective king has vision. One of the hallmarks of a healthy sovereign energy is a vision for the kingdom or the world. This is something that we're learning to trust and it is forged over a man's life. Time spent in the woods or in the mountains can accelerate your king's vision. I trust you to do what you need to do. And your king expression will be unique to you. For some men, it's creatively writing their vision. For others, it's rolling up their sleeves and expressing their life's work or their purpose in the community. The king will often be delegating all over the place. And the old saying, think globally, act locally, applies here. And you'll know that you're accessing more king energy when your speaking starts to change. It will start to inspire others, and this is a telltale sign. The sovereign holds the big picture and expands what we think is possible. The king communicates with others in a way that moves them to reach higher, and people follow the king because they feel compelled by their own inner king. I offer the possibility that if more men got curious and started to work with the archetypal king, the needle would start to move. In mythological terms, the collective king and queen have legendary transformative power. With more of us dissolving ego, drama, and separation, and orienting more towards these large unifying narratives we may yet find that we did our part to help the world find itself in a new interesting chapter in our collective story in every hero's tale the hero or the heroine has to take a leap of faith this leap will often involve putting crucial trust in a magical ally and we seem to be at this point in our collective hero's journey are we able to awaken our long dormant shamanic gifts Are we able to communicate directly with the divine, and perhaps with the earth itself? The king can be awakened, but only to the extent that we can stop trying to control everything. Our egos keep us tethered to old stories and old ways of being. The divine feminine is asking for partnership with the king, and men, that king is us. I will leave you with a quote from the great Joseph Campbell, who is no stranger to myth, archetypes, and the hero's journey. Quote, We are at this moment participating in one of the very greatest leaps of the human spirit to a knowledge not only of outside nature, but also of our own deep inward mystery, unquote. So that is part one, Awakening the King. I will offer part two, Accessing the Divine Feminine a bit later this year. I appreciate you hanging in there on the more esoteric themes that we have. I present them not as a counterbalance to your current worldview, but to add your repertoire and your toolbox. Most of this stuff plays well with other belief systems, as I think you'll see. And I would not be doing my job as a messenger for men if I left out the best or most thought-provoking stuff. So from my heart to yours, thank you, listeners. That's our show for today. Men, remember that the story of your life is not yet all told. I'm Tony Rezac, and thank you for listening to Basecamp for Men.